This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 65. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Or, as I said earlier, the AE Index Podcast, Episode 65. Still playing with that. Changed the logo on the site to AE Index. Been putting things as AE Index, but definitions, or if you look at the full, well, if you check the other things, it still says Artist Edition Index. Same with social media. I'll decide. I don't know. I don't think changing it is going to make any difference with uh, my coverage in uh, from publishers. So, don't think it matters, but... I'll, uh, I like just the index. It, it, it fits better. All right. Thanks for joining me again, where we take all things from the website, aindex.org, and I bring it to voice, like life, whatever you want to say. It's been a, well, it's been a bit of a slow month. I was, uh, as part of the podcast, I looked through my emails and say, oh, what, uh, did I get any questions that I can discuss on the podcast? In April, I got almost no emails for anything uh, relating to the site. So I was, uh, but one thing I did forget uh, to mention last month that I did uh, when I did the podcast was that I did submit the this site to the Eisner Awards under their best web journalism category. Uh, I'm not sure if you'd consider the site journalism. That's for sure. Uh, it covers a very specific market, but I mean, there's no harm in submitting. It's, it's actually digital. It's not even a stamp anymore. You just uh, submit digitally, and whether they want to, uh, the judges want to look at it or not, there's no harm in submitting. I figured. So we'll see what happens there. Fingers crossed, but very unhopeful. All right, uh, no special focus for the site or the podcast this month either. Uh, we just did our usual out of print sales. Got got our two reviews in. Got our poll. Got some sales numbers, and we do have a book release this month, though, which is great. And we saw Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition released, the 2022 version. This is a so I was I, I got the because I'm seeing solicitations, I'm seeing sales, I'm seeing how it's being listed, and it's just saying Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition. I'm thinking, well, that's exactly the same name as you know the 2010 version, but clearly this one has 40th anniversary on the cover and it's released in 2022. So, in the uh, Colophon page, they're clearly going to make some sort of differentiation between this volume and the other volume. And then there was the second printing that had a variant cover. So technically, I mean, if you're looking at a uh, format books, this is the fourth time this material has appeared in this format of 12 by 17 hardcover. Now, two pages that were missing from the previous printings are now appear in this printing. So you've got all the pages from the Rocketeer now in this book. So that's exciting. But uh, yeah, I opened the Colophon and nothing. No, just Dave Stevens, Rocketeer Artist Edition. So that was disappointing, for sure. The other odd thing, which I'll cover in the review as well, but... Uh, IDW puts, you know, the uh, publisher number. Let me look at the index here. I'm, I think I'm misquoting that. Let's see. Do, 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 IDW. And then they list uh, publisher, you know, publisher series number. That's what's listed in the books. And unfortunately, uh, this book has no publisher's number, which I thought was very odd since are they cons- do the, are they then considering it a reprint? I mean, it's got new material, so it's a, that's a fine line for sure. 
But uh, from the site perspective, I'll be putting 40th anniversary in brackets whenever I talk about the book. So look for a review for that next uh, week. Uh, I'll be doing the uh, walkthrough video shortly. I don't know, maybe this is tomorrow. I'll be put that up on YouTube. Um, if you don't know, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, this podcast appears there. And I do video walkthroughs. Now, uh, those video walkthroughs do appear at the bottom of my reviews. But if I do an older book, you may not have looked at that review. So it's uh, it's nice. Uh, another thing you can subscribe to. I don't I don't know what I'm up to. 134 subscribers. Not a lot. And that's actually uh, brings up an interesting point. In that I seem to, you know, I thought this was a finite audience for sure. And I, the A-Index website has been running since July 2017. So this July, it's five years. I'll do something. Uh, I'll talk about the five-year site in July. When that comes, I'll post stats, blah, blah, blah. But consistently, I get 140, I'm going to say, that's a, it, it go, 140 viewers a day to the site. So that could, be, that could be 120. It could be 150. On average, that average is 140. And on average, I'm getting 400 page views a day. So that means that, that those 140 people are looking at you know, two point something pages per day, or would that be three something per pages per day? Hmm, that's a good question. All right, well, 140 times three is 420, so no, they cannot be three. It's two something. And uh, those numbers have been steady since I put the site up. I don't have stats before that for the page because it was all part of Comic Book Daily, but uh, now that it's individual. It's, uh, it's interesting because I thought, oh, well, you know, the books, people, who are these people? Are these consistently new people? These people, these people can't just be checking the, uh, the site to, to see what new listings there are or hitting the front page just to see what new posts there are because they're, the, the average is, you know, multiple, um, multiple pages viewed per session by these viewers, right? So, or visitors, I guess, is the, it's visitors page views. And I'm finding uh, the same thing with the podcast. I seem to float somewhere on average per an episode. When a new episode comes out, I'm somewhere around 105 listeners. So maybe that's, maybe that's consistent. Maybe that's the same listeners uh, and I'm not growing at all. I, so that's really struggling with how to grow these things uh, with the YouTube I know my video quality isn't that great I'm trying to improve that I got a I got a um, boom arm uh, recently from a friend of mine and then I guess so I'm gonna be uh, doing the arm overhead and I'm gonna I've got a different spot I'm gonna be using natural light for the video so I'm hoping that's gonna correct uh, some of my poor lighting as well I'm only recording in 1920 by 1080 so I'm not editing the video at all, so I think that was making some smaller uh, issues with the video, but I'm not a video expert, that's for sure. I'm also not a photography expert. I mean, you can tell that from the photos on the site. So when I said uh, I don't have a focus uh, for this month, I guess the focus is uh, where do I get new viewers? Where are these viewers coming from? Where are the old viewers going? How do I get new subscribers? That's really the question. And as always... If you're a listener to the site, if you're uh, a listener to the podcast, if you're a viewer to the site, the best way to stay up to date with what's happening on the site is to subscribe to the newsletter. It comes out on Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern, and it lists whatever is new on the site. So, boom, you get an email, you see what's new. Last week, there was no email because there was nothing new on the site last week. I meant to have uh, some things and just didn't get it done. So, that's, uh, that's how it goes. All right, there's my nattering there.
about the site, which is probably not interesting to many people, but that's what's going on. That's what's new. All right. Let's talk shipping changes. We had a few shipping changes this month. Mike Mignola's Hubboy and Hell and Other Stories Artisan Edition, which uh, changed to May 11th. Uh, Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artisan Edition changed to July 26th, which is interesting because it was just solicited in Diamond, which it's been on the pub, uh, Penguin Random House site for a while. And the Diamond is still listing the uh, date from two weeks earlier on that, so they're, they're listing. Um... July 13th, so that's interesting. Um, we've got a new listing, the Best of EC Comics Artisan Edition, and that was talked about on the site. I really should uh, go back and look at that. Hold on a second. Oh, that was a previous month. I'm sorry. I need to change some of these things. All right. Uh, what other dates changed? Oh, Judge Dread by Brian Bull and Apex Edition changed to September 7th, so that was disappointing. So I was really hoping to see that book soon. I'm excited by the price point too. Ninety dollars US. I mean, that's that's a bargain. I don't even know how they're producing the book for that money. All right, that's it for shipping changes. No announcements or solicitations this month. I know last month was a hotbed of uh, announcements from uh, IDW, Dupuis, and uh, Rebellion 2008, but not uh, not this month. All right, let's move to the poll. So this month's poll was quite a bit different. So poll always comes from uh, Patreon patron David Jacoy. And yeah, much different. So here's the here's the blurb. Covers, covers, covers. Covers sell the comics. A good cover can elevate and make a comic stand out from the rest. Spider-Man has been a hit since its inception in the early 60s and has some of the greatest artists producing covers for the wall-crawling hero. Which decade is your favorite? So that's really different than what we've done before. So we just, just did five decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and aughts. And then we did the voting. So I think is no surprise to anyone. I, I actually bought, I should preface that. So I'm wondering if this, re this reflects the age of the average visitor to the site. Because I wasn't alive in, well, I wasn't alive in the 60s. I was born in 72, so yes. Um, but I still voted for the 60s because those are my favorite covers. 70s, ugh, I don't know. I never really got into Spider-Man. I didn't collect, start reading comics until 80, so... Uh, the 70s weren't back, Spider-Man back issues weren't something I was looking at. Uh, 80s actually thought would be, get more votes because of McFarlane and uh, all that, for sure. The 80s, maybe 90s. And then the, the aughts, uh, when uh, David provided the artwork, I had forgotten something. Some, some really great artwork that Charles Vass put up, uh, Jay Lee. But uh, looking at the voting, which voting is still, voting continues on forever. But as I record this, the 60s is winning by a, quite a margin. And it's interesting in the 60s art. That's Spider-Man 62. That's actually my favorite uh, Ramita Spider-Man cover. That's Medusa uh, ensnaring Spider-Man. I think that's awesome. Uh, coming up uh, behind that is the 80s. So that's reasonable. The 70s is a close, very close to the 80s, though. And then we got 90s and then aughts is just really fell apart there but uh, that's that was an interesting voting and a different you know a different look at how we can vote because this is a lot of artists or maybe title but this is decades so could be interesting I mean Scott Dumbier has talked about maybe doing a best of this or best of that from Marvel because we've seen some other best ofs so maybe we'll see some upcoming books that way all right that's the poll for this month let's talk out of print sales <coughs> and uh yeah, 
let's just get into it, then we can talk about it after. <clears throat> Batman The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller Gallery Edition. Three copies sold for an average of $200.48. Three copies of Bernie Wrightson Artifact Edition, second print, sold for an average of $214.99. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, $67.99. Wow, that's a, that's a bargain. That, that's got to be, I don't know if that was a, that just slipped right through because that book has been hot and selling way above that. One copy of Fantagraphic Studio Edition Black Hole by Charles Burns, $100.43. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye for $125. One copy of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula for $200. Two copies of Jack Davis's EC Stories for an average of $247.80. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Forest Edition, averaging $180. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends for $164.99. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic. For one forty-four seventeen, one copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes for one nineteen seventy-five, one copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man for one forty-nine ninety-nine, one copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer for one fifty, one copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four for two hundred five, three copies of John Byrne's Marvel Classics for an average of one forty-three thirty-two, one copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man for two seventy-nine ninety-nine, one copy of Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Volume Two for one twenty-five. One copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition Second Print for $179.99. One copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories for $155. One copy of the second print of that for $219.99. I, I, I don't know. Two copies of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man for $131. One copy of Sam Keefe's The Max for $175. One copy of Star Wars Artifact Edition for $50. Another, man, bang old bargain there. Two copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, averaging $64.50. So that's come back down to that price. So. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Sprint, $225. Uh, one copy of The Prisoner, Original Art Edition, for $66.21. So there's a book that's been higher up significantly for a while, and now it's dropped back. One copy of Usagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories for $150. Another price drop. Two copies of Wally Woods EC Stories, first print, averaging $354.02. That's a bump. Uh, for later, for lately. Uh, two copies of Walter Simonson Star Wars Artist Edition for one thirty three twenty eight average. Two copies of Will Eisner's The Contract with God Carriers Collection averaging two forty eighty eight, And two copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit averaging one fifty seven fifty. All right, sales uh, records. Well, there, it may be a record or it just may be the same price with a newer date. That's what I've been doing now. If it's got a new, if, if it's come up again at the same price but the date's newer, I'm putting the newer date. Let's keep it as current as possible. Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition signed, uh, sold on March 12th for $399.99. Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition Slipcase sold for $419.98 on March 28th. Now, that slipcase, I think we've, I've talked about it, but I've not done it on the website yet. That was supposed to be a, uh, that was supposed to be a Remark sketch cover, so, there, but it, so it was in the slipcase. They produced 20 sat in the warehouse until an IDW sale uh, last year and then they sold those 20. So they've been getting pretty hot. I have one. Uh, the corner of my slipcase got dinged in shipping and then of course they didn't have any more so I just kept it. I'm still annoyed. Alright and John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition signed. I'm sorry. John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition. Yeah signed. Isn't that what I just said? Sold for $14.99.97 on March 27th. So that is you know insane I think that price. That's, but I mean it's burned. It's signed. These signed books, wow. Now, that is not the record still. The record is still $1,800 for John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Remarked. And that was in, uh, wow, January 30th of 2021. 
Not a lot breaking the uh, $1,000 mark. Uh, assigned Mazzucchelli, born again. Went uh, in the same 2021. I think So I think 2021, spring of 2020, as I've said before, was the high water mark for um, aftermarket sales in eBay. Uh, there were a lot of zeros this month when you look at uh, sales. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, it's just March. I don't know. You know is, is, I figure that's enough time after Christmas that maybe people are still looking. Um, I think the copies that sold from that IDW sale have petered out now. And they've sort of been dispersed in the market, so you're not really going to see low prices like that. Um, well, all I can say is watch for another IDW sale. There was another one recently, but they didn't have any artist editions. So um, when that when that when that artist edition sale goes live from IDW from now on, I'm you know be online that first five minutes because that's when the book sold this last time. All right. Um, now is the time when I discuss supporting the site. Three ways to support the site. Become a Patreon patron. Uh, you can you can do it in your own currency, um, and it starts at a dollar. I think if you're using euro, though, I think it starts at a euro. And but anyway, and you can go up to whatever you'd like. Um, I appreciate anything you'd like to give. Another way to support the site is by clicking any of the links I have there for buying, especially the eBay link, the uh, Things from Another World link, a books links. Those are all links that get me a, a commission, so I'll get a small percentage. Uh, a few links I have don't get me anything. Um, all the French sites don't get me anything, but um, still working on that, trying to figure out a way to do that, but oh well. Love the French books anyways. And the third way to support me is to go to the store. Um, not a lot of store action going on, so I don't know what exactly <laughs> I've done wrong, or maybe I maybe they just... Am I pricing myself out with these books? I don't know. Um, got a lot of books up for cover. And then I got a couple things that are a little above cover. So if uh, if you're interested in the, anything there, please take a look. All right. That's the sales pitch for this month. I appreciate you listening. Let's talk about the two reviews. So two books this month reviewed. And when I talk, you know, I, I don't know if... Uh, now, when I do the... I'm doing these French reviews and I'm getting a bigger European market... I notice my stats now. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Spain. I'm seeing France. Um, I'm seeing Germany popping up more when I look at countries visiting me. It's still U.S. is still number one, and then that second, third, fourth, fifth spot really varies. So it's interesting to see uh, what countries that day are, are um, you know, coming up second and third. But you know, what I was where I was going with that is I'm going to try not to do two French reviews in a month because I'm still trying to keep, stick to my true reviews. So I'll try and do one French review and one English review. If I have a if I have a French book, I'll you know, I'll mix it up. And I really hope that all my you know AE format uh, readers and listeners are taking a look at these French books and maybe giving them a chance. I was exposed to the material um, you know through English reprints. So there's uh, if if there's a reprint of the book, I'm trying to put the English version up. Um, Coming up this summer, uh, Fantagraphics is um, printing Zombie Coffee, and it's a nice book. I have the uh, sort of the AE format of that in French, uh, and I've been waiting to review that. I wanted to uh, do it when the English book came out. So stuff, and then of course the, I've got some Valerian books that I want to do too. Those all have wonderful English translations. I'm actually in the process. I'm reading the. I picked up the seven volumes of. Uh, Valerian, the, the collected hardcovers. So I'm, a, I'm on volume seven now. So that's a great read too. 
and um, you know art that we haven't been exposed to. This, I mean, you, you know, you you can't help but marvel and admire like uh, Andre Franklin, and the art is just uh, stunning. So great stuff. All right. Anyway, two reviews this month: George Price's Sirens, Pen and Ink, number one, and Flesh and Steel: The Art of Russ Heath. One readily available. One really hard to find on the, on the back issue market. So let's talk George Price's Sirens, Pen and Ink, number one first. Here's the blurb. What's to love? With the previous editions of Pen and Ink featuring the art of industry veteran Brian Stelfreeze and newcomer Vanessa Del Rey, we wanted to go back to a comics legend, and naturally that had to be George Perez. His detailed pencils and inks on George Perez's Sirens, his first original title in over 10 years, are on full display and are a testament to the lasting popularity of his skills. What it is, perfect for fans who want to look behind the scenes of making comics, the Pen and Ink series features artwork from highly skilled illustrators, Stripping down of their inks in the original artboard dimensions of 11 by 17, or in this case, and for the first time in a pen and ink book, stripped down of the pencils alongside inked and lettered pages. Get a detailed look at the making of George Prez's Sirens, number one, from one of the industry's greatest masters. Now, this is from Boom Studios. It was released in July 29, 2015. Readily available still from Diamond, so hit up your local comic shop and get this ordered. That's uh, They'll get it right in for you for that cover price of $14.99. And this is a 12 by 17 inch... It's 48 pages. It's soft cover, but um, it's got French flaps. Uh, the cover, the, the paper is quite thick, and then the cardstock cover is very thick as well. So don't be concerned that you think, ah, this is soft cover. You know, that's those dimensions going to get wrecked. It's not like the old treasuries. This is a very solid book. And it's, uh, so it's, it's split into two, and you get, uh, you get all the inks, no lettering. Not, it's, it is ink. Let me back up. You get the you get the production pages. So there, it's not it hasn't been colored. So it's been inked. It's been penciled, inked, and then it's it's quite cleaned up. They and actually, it even you know when I look at the pages, they look pixelated. They they look blown up a bit. The uh, the edges are hard, where it looks like the image has been in, in, enlarged. So. You know, when you get to open the book and you start looking at the uh, the, the black, I'm going to say black and white. I got to stop saying ink because I don't believe these are straight. These are not straight scans of the inks. It's black and white pages, and they're they're not great. I, I don't really in, enjoy the quality of this at all. But you get halfway through the book, that whole first, you know, you get the first issue, and then you turn the page, and boom, there's George Press's pencils. And uh, on the pencils are the digital lettering have been added to the pencil, so you can you can. I don't know why they did that. I think they would have been better served having the lettering on the inked pages and then having the pencils raw, no lettering. I think that would have been the better way to go. But uh, that's not what they did. So you get to see Perez's uh, pencils, which are actually really interesting to look at the detail he puts in, how much he feels that he needs to put in in pencils, and then oh, you know how, how he works as an artist. Because a lot of artists maybe will leave details out and they finish them uh, with their inks. Uh, John Byrne is a good example of that. I was thinking of them when they, he was working on Fantastic Four. Right, and if they're on a, if you're on a, if they're on a deadline, they think, well, I, I'll leave that out in the pencils and I'll do it in the inks. Right, but the uh, Prez's uh, pencils are quite nice, uh, quite detailed, and a really nice comparison of flipping between this and those black and white pages. And running along every page, whether it's the black and white pages or the pencil pages, is a commentary from Prez on each of the pages. And the nice thing is you're not seeing a repeat of the page. His comments are not repeated from the uh, the black and white page to the pencil page. He's got new comments for that. So you get really get to, you know, 
if you want the full picture of the book, what he was thinking, read all the comments the entire way through. And really just get a chance to enjoy the book. Um, it's a great value. Uh, you know, like I said, you get the black and white pages and then the pencils. Uh, $15. Um, like I, and I, like I said, readily available from uh, Diamond and your local comic shop. So well worth getting. I did a flip through video of that. So have a look at that if you want uh, to see the whole thing. Uh, it's stapled. So it opens really nicely, lays flat. And it's, uh, it's a great... The printing and the, the, the package is quite good. Like I said, my only complaint is those black and white pages. They look blown up. But that's it. All right. Moving on. Next review. Flesh and Steel, The Art of Russ Heath. Here's one that is really hard to find. If you look on Amazon, first off, you know, Amazon aftermarket prices are insane. But this book sells for hundreds of dollars, whether it's on Amazon or eBooks. Or, so I put eBay as your best bet. I'm clicking on my eBay link now in the review just to see are there any there is one right now for $145 this is oh wow wait a second they've got the uh, they're selling the catalog this is the soft cover catalog from the exhibit not the hardcover that IDW published so that's interesting hmm I don't know if I'd want the soft cover from the exhibit when I would I think I'd rather have the hardcover all right, now that, now that I've jumped ahead, as always, here, let me give you the blurb. Following in the footsteps of the critically acclaimed Wallace Wood Woodworks and Big John Buscema museum catalogs comes Flesh and Steel, The Art of Russ Heath. As with those first two books, this is an art catalog of a single artist's extraordinary body of work following Heath from his very earliest days as an artist to the present, and featuring a cornucopia of rare and never-before-seen art, many from Heath's personal archives. His early days at Atlas, EC, DC, Warren, National Lampoon, and Marvel are all showcased. Intricately researched with a complete index of his work presented, this is a masterful book focusing on a masterful artist. Text is in both English and Spanish. This was published by IDW Publishing, October 1st, 2014. It's 9.6 inches by 12.4 inches. It's a uh, 320 pages, hardcover. It was published originally for $49.99. Now, this is, I don't know, these are these catalogs. I have them all. So you've got uh, Wallace, you got Woodworks, Wallace Wood, Big John Buscema, there's the Steve Ditko one, and then there's this one. And um, Woodworks and the Ditko one are the same size. They're the biggest. And then Basema's the smallest, and this one's in the middle. It's very odd how they didn't stick with a standard size for these. But, um, again, I don't know what involvement IDW had with this. So this was put together basically by uh, Edition Dis, which is uh, Frederick Manzano in France. He did the catalog. And then this is just a straight printing of the catalog. And um, it's an interesting book. It's broken up into four sections. You got to, it, it goes spring, summer, fall, winter is how they break them up. And then you've got uh, every page of text has two columns, the English on the left and Spanish on the right. And um, this is a great book. Uh, my only complaint is uh, it's glossy. There's a gloss to the page that I don't care for and uh, especially not since with the material featured um, it's mostly original art which I like about this as an example like the uh, Big John Buscema had a, lo a lot of original art no question but then it also had a lot of uh, finished production art right the uh, pages from comics this one has far less pages from comics and more original art which is awesome uh, the downfall with that with this is um, there is a good amount of full page art 
but then like they'll have a whole story so they'll do one or two pages in full size and then they'll put four original art pages to one page of the book so you get reduced right so that's that's disappointing when you're looking at full page when you're looking at original art you think oh i'd love to see this all full size we do get some complete stories uh full size i did not take a number i think it's four so not a lot um i should also say that uh Oh, this was uh, you know this. I'm not a I'm not a Russ Heath fan. That's that's it. That that's really what it comes down to. Uh, there's some of his art is is awesome. I think the uh, for me the Russ Heath work for Warren is the best. Uh, I loved uh, that material. I think it uh, his I think he was top uh, top of the game there for that stuff. I loved it. I'm not a fan of much else from Russ Heath, and that's okay. This book came out. I remember being at a local comic shop. Uh, this. <laughs> Uh, my, my local comic shop had a great manager uh, uh, for quite a while. And uh, he just ordered stuff that even if I didn't pre-order it, he would order it and think, ah, I think, I think you know, Scott's going to buy this. And I got to say 95% of the time, if I'd missed it in the catalog or I was, you know, waffling on it, he'd order it. It would be on the shelf. I'd thumb it and go, oh, yeah, I'll buy it. Uh, this book came. I thumbed it on the shelf and thought, nah, I'm still not a Heath fan. And I left it. And then, you know, the... The site rolls around, and uh, this site rolls around, and a bunch of other things happen. And I think, oh, I should. Uh, I'm reviewing these other books. I'll try and pick this book up. And then I see the aftermarket prices, and I'm I'm horrified. I think, well, those that, that's the, for that kind of money is insane. I I can't uh, be doing stuff like that. And then I was at a comic shop that I frequent quite a bit. They have a lot of they have a lot of remainders and other books. And I they had a sale that day, and they had a cop. They had a copy of this cover price, and it was it's dinged. This is my copy here. The back, uh, the back cover has a rip in it where it looks like the book fell and hit something, and uh, some other marks on the book and some pages. So I, I thought, ah, you know, it's impossible to get. I'll pick it up anyways and I'll review it on the site. So there was a there was a uh, long story I was able to make longer. But if you're a Russ Heath fan, please check. I I didn't do a video because the glossy pages and 320 pages. That's that's outside of my flip through uh, comfort zone. I don't I don't want to flip through to be going 15 minutes while I try and flip 320 pages of glossy paper. So, but uh, please check out the review. And if you're a fan of this, just you know maybe set an eBay uh, watch, and when you see a good price, pick it up. Or if you're in a, you know, this is the other thing, you know, if you're in a comic shop, you're in a bookstore, this is the kind of thing that may fly under the radar that's going to sit on a bookstore's shelf for years with no interest, and then you'll you'll see it and be able to pick it up for cover price. So all Russ Heath fans, uh, take advantage of this. Uh, now, as I mentioned, there's one more catalog of this, and that's the Steve Ditko. I think it's, is it Ditko Unleashed? And um, I still have to review that, so maybe I'll do that next month or the month after. Uh, these books obviously take me longer uh, because I like to read a book fully before I review it. So there's a lot of text in these, and I I felt like I want, needed to give the text uh, a fair shake in this book a fair shake. And uh, uh, yeah, got the biography's interesting. Um, they really get into it. A lot of opinions, uh, a lot of descriptions of stories, and uh, thoughts on stories. So. It's, it is really very much tailored for Russ Heath fans. All right. That's, uh, that's me babbling on for uh, this month's podcast. Thanks for joining me. Please, anything that's interested you, please go to aindex.org. 
and check out the article. If you have any questions, my email is scott at aenext.org. I love questions. I love answering them. I love talking about them then on the podcast. I have all these books. They're, uh, I think it's up to 123 now of the uh, AE format books and then all these other ones. Uh, the closet is, uh, the closet is uh, full. Um, I have actually started uh, storing them elsewhere now, so I'm I'm mid trouble. It's all the it's all the French books. They uh, they've uh, they've bursted out of the closet, so that's it. Let her go, let her go. God bless her, wherever she may be. She can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me. <laughs> <laughs>